From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome back. It is uh, hour number two, the big and wild outdoors. This is uh, Disturbed uh, Innocence. You said Bill Burkett, a ranger, was coming. I am getting some ranger-level music ready for him. I like it. Uh, you know, he was actually on that uh, that show. What was that? the ranger uh, thing uh, that nah, was on history for a long time? Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome back. It's hour number two. Braden, Vince, Bill, uh, Slick, and uh, Alec, the new guy. Not His really name new. Is intern. <laughs> no, not really that. a new guy. Uh, I'm sure he's worked in uh, promotions and all that stuff. That's usually where we like we steal the the pool from. But uh, yes, our good friend uh, Bill Burkett is on the way. Especially uh, uh, happy to see him. Uh, usually this time of year, he brings us some some treats. I don't know if he's bringing the brood with him, but uh, it might be. Uh, Time to soundproof and get ready with the dump button. Listen, I've <laughs> I've had a lot of things from Bill. I, I I'm hoping maybe there's a slice of meatloaf. In that there. meatloaf is uh, phenomenal. It is delicious. But I'm just uh, excited. Period. I don't care what he brings. <laughs> organic barbecue. Good guy. He was out uh, doing some stuff this past week, raising some money and and things like that, and for charities, which he's done all for a long, long time. And and here's a guy who knows a lot about pork, and we'll talk to him when he gets here, but. Before the uh, top of the hour break, I mentioned that California may soon, soon see not only uh, some shortages on other things. Let's see. They have shortages in water and in power, law enforcement, um, drug enforcement. What else are they having difficulty with these days? Animals. Mudslides. Mudslides. Fires. Well, now, get ready. Actors. (laughs) Get ready because Seaboard Foods, the nation's second largest pig producer, uh, announced yesterday that it would limit sales of certain pork products to California due to a measure requiring farmers to provide more space for animals raised for food and sold in their state. The company, which produces a mind-boggling 7.2 million hogs a year will no longer sell certain whole pork products to California due to this Proposition 12, a measure that voters approved back in November of 2018 but didn't go into effect until coming up January 1st. Uh, supporters, <laughs> supporters say it makes food production more humane by setting minimum space requirements for calves, breeding pigs, egg-laying hens, and it also forbids the sale of raw veal, pork, and eggs from animals enclosed in too little space. Uh, well, listen, I, I agree with the little space thing. I mean, I, well, I don't, I don't agree with stuffing an animal in a little box and stuffing it full of food and then killing him. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Duly noted. May I continue because your no. your your opinion means nothing in this right now. <laughs> You're not a stakeholder. <laughs> <laughs> now, now this is what this is the thing. Uh, California represents about 15% of the U.S. pork market. National pork producers uh, say that the meat industry estimates it would cost pork producers billions of dollars to convert barns 
to meet Proposition's 12 standards. Now, this is the part that you that you're not seeing, and this is the part that you're you're. This is about you, and what you think. Okay. Now, the opponents of the meat industry in the meat industry argued that enforcement will hurt producers and consumers by increasing food costs. But the most important part is, is it violates U.S. Constitution's com- uh, Commerce Clause. That how can you require an out-of-state producer to comply with the laws of your state? Hold on, a I got to think about this. One. So in other words, so in other words, if it's legal to right. to to do that in in Iowa, to raise hogs that way. How can the state of California dictate what Iowa gets to do in their state laws? Okay, I see that. So, in other words, California could say to Florida, you have to change anything that you produce there. Your oranges have to be a certain size, yeah, no. and they have to be a certain color, and they no, have to be a certain weight before you that allow part. that in no. here. So what is what is the orange producers in Florida going to do? They're going to be like, yeah, good luck with that. Get your stuff from uh, South America because we're not sending any more produce. No, out I, I I get that. I understand that part of it. I just I don't across the board. I just don't agree with another state can't things. tell another state what they have to do in their state. He probably true, true, true. voted for the uh, constitutional amendment on the uh, ba- the size of the pen for pregnant pigs here in Florida. I don't think he was old enough to vote when that actually oh, happened. May- Look at his face. He was old enough. No, no, no I, he wasn't. He was he was a youngster back then when that the happened. The buck just hauled butt. It just opened up, dropped a whole bunch of corn. Oh, the feeder just opened. Yeah. Oh boy. The, but uh, no, it, we have in our constitution a rule on cage size for pigs. Yeah. In our constitution. I know. It's in there, and it would take... But, but uh, here's the thing, though. You're stuffing an animal in a cage, and then but, you're stuffing him full of food. Okay. That animal is suffering because he cannot mm-hmm. move. He can't move around. He can't walk. Do you, so I don't. I, do I strongly, realize, strongly disagree with that. No, wait a you minute. You better now. stay out of the, far, the some of this stuff. Do never go to a chicken farm. Never <laughs> go to a chicken farm. Whatever you do, you would never eat it again. I, I think that... Uh, for the most part, that industry, especially one that produces 7.2 million hogs a year, is probably a little bit different on the industrial scale. They may have, they got to be able to move. They got to be able right. to move around. If you look at any of the hog pens of these kids that show hogs at the FFA, they're about the same size as those. Now, I'm not saying it's a luxury apartment, but I'm saying that they have enough room to move around all that stuff. How are you going to get a, a um, an atrophied hog to market. It, I mean, it, it's just not going to work that way. Right. And, and one of the things that was explained to me, because our thing in our constitution has to do with pregnant pigs, but one of the things that the farmers do is they control the f- cage a little bit to prevent the pig from laying on the s- the little pigs. That's that was the reason for the cage. You had birthing cages in the state of Florida. I understand the birthing cages. I'm talking about the animals that they just stuff in a cage and feed them and then slaughter them. You mean like uh, every pig I've ever seen at some rural farm somewhere where some guy's got a couple of hogs in the back of a pen that's six by six and they throw all their scraps in there. And they seem to be okay and they seem to eat the heck out of them. Uh, A pig don't don't need that much room. I don't don't agree with it. Well, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think in your mind you're picturing something totally different. 7.2 7.2 million hogs they do a year. That's a lot they're of not hogs. they're not stuffing them into little uh, chicken cages and no. feeding them, and and cr- you can't build muscle and do everything without. No, I mean I'm all about you know the 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 institution of it and how it works. I just don't like some of the 
abuse that goes on, I guess. Now, let me ask you this. Let's say you and I start a pig farm. And we go out and we pick uh, 400 acres out in the middle of the Texas Plains. And we out there and we put hog fence all around. We do all that stuff and we just uh, turn them loose. It's free range. It's free range hogs out there doing their thing, rooting around, having a good old time. We supplement them with some feed during the lean years and things like that, grow certain things. How much crap do you think we're going to get from the environmentalist in about, oh, I don't know, a year or so because of the runoff from our farm that goes into uh, Johnson's Creek that has, has high levels of pig feces in it and everything else like that? I mean, I <laughs> it's, it's a double-edged sword. No, no, no. I mean, you really it is a double-edged sword. I, I get where you're going with that. Well, I here's, really the, well here's, the only but, only, here's the only solution. You get everybody in California, you let them use their guns. Oh, wait, they can't have those, so they can't go out and do any hog hunting. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can, but, uh, you nah, know. Vince, Vince has a history of being on both sides of the fence. I, I do. I mean, I have. I believe in I understand what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, when uh, I raised hogs when I was a kid, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable to see them in a giant, a little small cage right. for a while, and you put them out in the hog pen, and they're like, yay! You know, and they're happy, and they go do their thing. And it, does it make for a better pig? Does it make for a better pork product? Does it make them? The problem is is that these people, the ones that are fighting for it, are putting human feelings, that's what you're doing, on something that all it's ever known in its entire life is the inside of a cage. If you were born true. and raised inside you of a cage, you would know no different in your true. life. That is true. So it's not like you're if, taking a wild hog and sticking him in a four by four cage and making him mad and if, freaking him out. If Vince had never had a cannoli, he would never miss a cannoli. That's right. No, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. No, I, I get it. I understand if you don't know the difference. But the thing is, I mean, first off, they're putting human emotions on an animal. First off, you're putting human emotions, anger. Look, fear, man, I've watched Charlotte's Web. Okay. Oh, that, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, as soon as I get a, it's, I've always hey. said this about deer hunting. As soon as I walk out in the woods and a hog or deer looks at me and goes, hey, hey, take it easy, buddy. I got a family. I go, you know what? I'm done hunting. But until that day happens, Wait, I'm I don't have a problem with going out in the hunt in the wild. I have no problems with that. Zero issue. No, no. Nothing. So you're only going to eat farm or or wild free range. I'd rather eat a now. free range. Yes, because you know what? When you, I'm sorry, you go to the store, a chicken breast shouldn't be two inches thick by three inches long. Yes, it should. No, if you go out and get, that's all hormones and garbage that you put in it. It's, well, it depends that, that, on the breed of the chicken. And look, look what it's. You done. look at a true chicken breast; it's half the size of that. Oh, you mean the ones that sit out there in a in a barnyard somewhere, living off horse manure scrap, uh, digging seed no, out of it, or something no. like that? No, I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah, man. What are you talking about? You're trying to get the most out of your product that you can get. I understand so you're trying to get that? the most out of out of you. I, I get that too, but again. Why are we sick in this world? Why is everybody have? Where's all the diseases coming from? Where is autism coming from? Where is all? The, we have more cases of more crap popping up in our children because of what we eat. And if we're eating the wrong garbage and we're stuffing these animals full of hormones 
and stuffing him full of steroids. Okay. Why are you looking whoa, at me whoa, like whoa, that? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, I'm on let's, a roll, man. Let's talk about <laughs> stuffing you full of hormones. But <laughs> I want you to are tell you saying me. I look fat in this dress. Yes, <laughs> you look. I huge. want you to describe to me in the last 48 hours everything you ate and where it came from. Trying to think here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten a lot this last couple of days because I've been He's working, been working a lot, his butt so. off, so it's probably not so been you very healthy. No, out of a vending machine or a bag of chips. No, actually, I had a a frozen pizza with spinach and tomatoes. Oh, frozen pizza. What what do you think was on it? Spinach and tomatoes. He just spinach said. and tomatoes, That's man. It. Don't no. let him shame you. Frozen pizzas are amazing. Let me Thank ask you. you: Were those non-GMO tomatoes and non-GMO spinach? Or Pro- yes, actually, they were. How do you know? Because it said it on the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's because there's no GMOs in the box. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, taking a break. Is pork downstairs? Is that why Alec just Oh my god. Bill, you're killing me here. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay there, we'll be right back. Okay, okay, okay. Just in time for the Christmas edition, Godzilla. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brain Gun, Vince Noble, Bill George. We got uh, Slick in the studio. We got Alec over there learning how to break stuff. And then I smell one of our favorite though. humans on the planet, uh, Mr. Bill Burkett, of course, from Porkganic Barbecue, decided to come by and grace us with his beautiful presence. And uh, is that pork product in that foil that you're bringing out there, big boy? Is, is that what that is? I don't, I don't know. There's wait, spin that one around. Got to use the real I mic. I don't know uh, if if this is free ranging or not, so I don't know if you guys <laughs> want to eat it. But uh, Vince won't eat it if it's not free ranging. Yes, yes he will. No. Guaranteed, he will. I can already smell it. I'm yeah, we. Uh, I uh, I have some uh, pork belly that I uh, brought in for you guys, and uh, I was listening earlier, and. I did not bring any meatloaf in. Oh. Sorry. I owe you. What, what, here's what we'll do is in a couple of months, you know, within the next three months, I'll bring, I'll come back on the show and I'll bring meatloaf and I'll bring burnt ends. Okay. Oh. Listen, that sounds, that sounds so like a good deal. You're forgiven. When like you heaven. started doing meatloaf, Robert from Smoking Aces took it off the menu. <laughs> Stop. That is, it is absolutely true. You gotta be. Uh, Robert hung up. He knew you were call- He knew you were coming in. He's like, "Oh, really? oh man, I am gonna. Not- I'm not gonna be able to compete with this." <laughs> well, that's like uh, you can't get them uh, them together. Then all of a sudden, it'll turn into the massive barbecue show. But uh, I was just gonna bring up. I was talking Don't during talk. the break uh, to Vince, and I said, "You know, uh, the bad thing about free range hogs is." Um, they go out and you they they enjoy themselves and they're out there and free and they start to get a little bit wild like as we have found out in the state of Florida that when True. Uh, domestic pigs get mixed in with wild hogs all of a sudden you know it's like joining a gang <laughs> next thing you know they're all bad guys <laughs> and then uh, but if you are a free range person that has a large enclosure where you could do those kinds of things trying to get them into a trailer when it's time to go visit the men in the white coats it's almost impossible. <laughs> They well, run, no, they goes. I mean, it is crazy time to try to get those hogs in those trailers. But that's what you get paid for. I mean, that's what that's a job. That's another job that we can give to a person in this country. Or a monkey. Really? You're going to take that? <laughs> no, because they'll, they'll go up a tree and they'll drop them. Stop it. Uh, we actually, uh, going back, my father, we had a hog pen that was literally about two acres 
and it was down in a valley where there's a creek ran through it, so they always had fresh water. Right. And they were they were free range. I mean, back in the day before there was a free range, and we had two red hogs that we could not catch, could not get them, no way, no how. They were just they just were big, and they were just not going to be caught. I love the crackle in the background. So my, <laughs> my father, good stuff is coming. My father, my father went to the feed store and put up a little uh, post-it note on the billboard that said, "You know, hogs for sale. You know, fifty bucks a piece, uh, but you got to catch them." And these two guys showed up and they took a look at the hogs. They spent about fifteen minutes trying to catch them, and they said, "Do you mind if we go somewhere and we'll come back in about uh, fifteen or twenty minutes?" And Dad's like, "Go right ahead, do what you got to do." So they come back. And they said, can we borrow some corn, like a half a bucket of corn? And he said, sure, why not? So they put the half a bucket of corn in the trough. The, the troughs were two, they were a hot water heater that were cut in half with two legs buried on them. You know, they were welded on them so you could stick them in the ground. These two guys went and bought two gallons of Mogan David wine. That sweet, grape, cheap wine like that you buy in the big wine. gallon jugs. And poured it on top of that corn and just sat back and waited. And those hogs showed up. They got a whiff of that wine. They got a whiff of that stuff and literally sat there and sucked down two gallons of wine along with the corn. And were so drunk (laughs) (laughs) that they could not walk. And so these guys literally went out there, picked them up, wheelbarrowed them out about halfway. And the hogs actually gave up even on the wheelbarrow. And so they ended up having to drag them out of the pens that and put funny. them in the back of the truck, taped all their legs together, and drove away. That's uh, that's how they caught the hogs. That is Work true. smarter, not harder. <laughs> now, now, and drunk, preferably. What was yeah. their college degrees? <laughs> and it was in uh, Pig you. pigology, Pig I guess, because they literally said, we can catch these hogs, no problem. You know them Cajuns, man, they got crafty stuff to do everything. We just dumped two gallons of wine out there, got these pigs uh, knee-walking drunk, and drug them into the truck. And I'm sure your dad was going, why didn't I think of that? He just uh, was (laughs) laughing his butt off. He thought it was the funniest thing he ever saw in his life, man. Uh, You want to catch pigs? Put some some, uh, fermenting uh, products on the ground, and they, they will come. Speaking of fermenting products, there are none in this pork belly I see here. What is this uh, sprinkled with? Yeah, so I brought you guys some pork belly this morning. Sorry I didn't come bringing more gifts, but uh, <laughs> again, I owe you that guys that. But No, I don't worry about it. Yeah, don't even stress yeah, it. I love I, stuff uh, in your pig meat in my mouth. So hey, Exactly. So uh, one of the great things about being on the radio and bringing food is that I get to talk a lot because the, the host <laughs> and the PJs, they say, you just we're start chewing. talking. Yeah, we're yep. chewing. You go right ahead. Keep yeah. talking. You're going. Yeah, exactly. They're always saying, you know, oh, you're doing a great job. Keep going. So Keep I going. Can, I can always dump it. Don't brain. worry. Yeah, this is uh, nothing more than uh, pork belly uh, with a uh, uh, commercial rub that I use for competitions. And one thing about pork belly right now, you know, going back to some of the stuff you were talking about, about California in the last hour, is that pork belly has the price of pork belly has increased by about 40% over the last 24 months. Wow. It's gone it's gone from 2 about $2.12 uh, about 2 years ago, less than 2 years ago and now it's at about 3.39. And I don't know if it has to do with the supply chain right now. Uh, I think that it has more to do with the supply and demand of pork because there is such a big movement of barbecue and there has been over the last 10 years or so it's, it's become a very popular 
uh, quote unquote sport or and, and 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 you know when the in the age of COVID, it's also one of those things that you can do outside with the family and be yeah, around the fire true. and be out around the the grill and do all that stuff and you feel a little safer or whatever it is while you're out there in the in the uh, fresh air and enjoying some smoke and the smell of uh, whatever it is cooking on the grill. I you know uh, family. By marriage, a lot of them out in Iowa where there's a lot of pork-producing places out yeah. there. And a lot of those plants with the COVID thing, you know, yeah. one person gets it, and next thing you know, there's 150 people who aren't at work. So trying to right. keep up with production. And that's when we heard last year about all the hogs that had to just literally be put down right. and buried out in the backyard yeah. because there was nobody to process them, and they had nowhere to put them, and it cost too much to feed them. So it, it's – it's like the ammunition shortage. It's the same thing. You got to just backtrack, 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 and one thing leads to another, to another, to another, to another. But one thing that your pork has done, and I did want to bring this up, regardless of what the cost of it is, the the money that you raise by the competitions that you go to and all that kind of stuff, right, is is, is amazing because you give back, you. not only just to us sitting here farting around in the studio eating pork, but uh, some of the charity stuff that you're doing. How's the house doing down south? Is that thing like going like gangbusters or what? Is it, what's it called? The Veterans House down there on the river or down there in Manatee? Oh, yeah. So my Warriors place. Yeah, yes. my Warriors so, place. Yeah, That's they it. have uh, they have uh, about ten bungalows down there on the little Manatee River on about five acres. Yeah, it's it's going great. The uh, the organization is doing very well. They continue to get extremely generous donations uh, to them uh, by individuals as well as uh, uh, other businesses. Uh, my wife has taken on a, a pretty uh, substantial role in their grief program because, you know, her her uh, occupation as a uh, mental health therapist, uh, she's able to, you know, help uh, veterans and their families that, you know, are either grieving or that have PTSD and helping them manage because you can't necessarily cure a lot of mental health uh, conditions like PTSD. However, you can give people the tools and the uh, ability to be able to cope and, and give them those coping mechanisms to manage it to where it makes their quality of life substantially better. Well, uh, you know, when you have a place like that, just a quiet place to get away and not be in a hurry and, and, and be able to fish at your leisure yeah. or sit outside and cook some steaks over a fire uh, with family or friends, it, it that means a lot. And I know that like Wounded Warriors in Action and, uh, you know, yeah. the Black Dagger and all those guys, they try to get those guys out with some activity type of stuff where you're either hunting or fishing or duck hunting or and doing all that kind of good stuff like that. But um, sometimes some people just need some time away. And I know that during this Christmas holiday time, if you're looking for a place to uh, maybe spend a couple of dollars and maybe do some donations and things like that just to throw – uh, a little bit of money out to help out any of those charities would be a great place to start. Black Dagger is, is, does wonderful things in this community. Uh, Wounded Warriors in Action does un unbelievable things in this community. And, and the house down there, war it's Warrior House down my, there. My, it's warrior, my Warrior House. My Warrior's Place. My Warrior's Place is another one that's kind of new, um, but it's one of those things that is right down the road, and they do just wonderful things out there. There's a, there are several um, charity organizations around the Tampa Bay area that really focus on veterans as well. And it's almost, I wouldn't say it's too many, but there's a lot of them. And there's a lot of them that don't 
necessarily work together ma- mainly because they don't know each other exists. You have the yeah. you that have is the, true. You have the charities every now and then that are very territorial about they provide a service and that's that's the service that they provide, which you know you have to get over that uh, challenge with uh, you know personalities sometimes. Uh, but there are so many charities out there, and I. I, I have spoken with a couple of different organizers of like the uh, Martine or the Grammatica Family Foundation, which they build a house for a veteran every year um, based, awesome. on, based on charity. Yeah, Martine's yeah. always been good. He stayed here. Oh, yeah. All his family's all here. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, well, you know. they're, they're originally actually, the Grammaticas are actually from my hometown. They actually, uh, the high school, I went to the high school that he went to. Hialeah, right? Uh, no, or, LaBelle. Oh, that's right. LaBelle. That's right. Yeah. They, yeah. He kicked down there. Um, and, and I don't, if I remember correctly, I think Martine started football like his senior year yeah. and was able to get a scholarship. Wasn't to he a soccer guy first? Yeah, he was a soccer guy. So was his brother. His so. old family home yeah. is like right up the road from my grandparents, and they still have the uh, the goalpost, both the soccer and the football one, where they used to practice kicking all the time. <laughs> yeah, more importantly, do they have any property down there around LaBelle? Cause yeah, that's pretty uh, good I don't know if they still have it, but the, pro- the the land that they got out there is like right out, but like a cypress swamp right behind it. Oh, there that are sounds like a place we could, out there. we could probably go tromp around I've in. Taken, I've taken the brothers all out shooting with me out there to the, uh, this the, is not the, about you, Bill. This is about us getting down there where there's uh, some decent <laughs> well, Osceola's. I was going to say I can influence them. And, uh, because <laughs> is that what it is? They've, 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 uh, they, they really have enjoyed uh, sending rounds downrange with me out there at uh, the uh, one of the ranges that we have. And, uh, I mean, they thought it was the coolest thing ever when I uh, pulled out the 6.5 Creedmoor with a suppressor and a, you know, scope and, and – when they hear that ding on the steel at 500 yards, they thought that that was the coolest thing ever. And I, um, I tell people, you know, from time to time, because Martine and I have done a few charity events together where I'm the MC and, and he's the uh, guest speaker, but I'll, I'll tell people that, you know, I'm essentially a place kicker as well. I could have been a place kicker in the NFL because I'm really good at Madden you know, and, and kicking football. And I said, sure. you know, I, like sure. I, tell, I tell Martine just because I'm in the artillery. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, I tell people that Martine's basically a, a Delta force operator too, because he can shoot uh, targets at 500 meters as well. So, sure. you know, that's what, uh, that's, it, it, there's a trade off there. You know, I'm an NFL player and he's a, a Delta operator, or a, a ranger. So, uh, he, you know, uh, Martine was never one of the ones who ever uh, went with us out to go do any hunting. He was, he was always, um, he stayed back. Of course, he's a big yeah. family guy, so uh, oh, yeah. he was always hanging out with his family and everybody. So he never did go trompsing around out in the woods with us. So you got it lucky. You got him out there. Good for you to get him out there and mess him, get him out there. I would think that he'd be out there hog hunting now that he knows how to hit something at 500 uh, yards. Why did you say meters? Why didn't you just say yards? Oh, yeah. I'm, get I'm out of your military on, mode, uh, I, I, I my gosh. Say I'm still on uh, European uh, metric system, I guess. If you sit here and you start going, you know, I took the kids out and we went and we drove 15 clicks, I'm going to yep. just kitch in right now. Exactly. Yeah, All right, right, we're going to take a break. It is the Bigger <laughs> Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We're going to eat some pork belly and we'll be back.
As the sun comes up over the feeder in Iowa, the woodpeckers have showed up. Red-headed woodpeckers have showed up. Is that a squirrel in the back? I missed that raccoon. There's a big old squirrel back there. There's a big squirrel back there, too. I see the big bushy tail. Uh, Here in the state of Florida, in the Sunshine State, giving you the quick fast cast for today. It's going to be uh, kind of humid this morning when you get outside. Finally, there's going to be a mix of clouds and sun for today. It's going to be around 82-ish, 3-ish over here in Pinellas. Be in the mid to upper 80s out in the uh, central part of the state for sure. It's going to be a little bit warmer out there. And then, of course, if you're going to be heading offshore or going out, look for wind gusts at around 16 miles an hour. Sunset for today is around 538 this afternoon. So if you're going to be out doing some legal deer hunting or whatever, just make sure you're out of the woods by a door. It's one of those things kind of thing. Your plate's empty there, Biddy. It didn't take me very long. You don't put pork belly in front of me and and think that it's going to stay <laughs> there for very long. I mean, that's 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 not not even going to happen. I had to fight Alec off with the toothpicks. He he's trying to take the whole plate. It was good. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, I'm First doing the I'm doing the, I'm trying to do the keto dealio. So this yeah. right here is just right up my alley. I could eat about nine pounds of that and be perfectly okay. High in fat. It is. With uh, the little bit of a protein, it's a good I'm, I'm 80-20 you, man, mix. This, this rub is out That is of really the good. World. It, it is good rub. And I like you do that have to, with the keto piece, you do have to be a little bit careful with barbecue rubs because a lot of people put a lot of sugar. sugar. Yeah. You just have to and, and the same thing with barbecue sauce. That's why we make our own is because if you look at any barbecue most barbecue sauces in the grocery store, the first two or three ingredients are Fructose corn syrup, sugar, and then high fructose corn syrup, or brown sugar, or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. always uh, in there. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm, I'm living on pork rinds and uh, <laughs> Crystal's hot sauce. You know, put it in yep. the bag and just shake it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and do it. Do the. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. My, my, oh, oh, I got the bad mic this week. Good, no, good you, for me. You just got to stop hitting things. What are you, some sort of caveman? I am. I am a caveman, <laughs> and uh, so that's what I've been doing, trying to. Try to lose a little bit of weight before the holidays. Hey, we can we can arrange that. We uh we just no, I'm not going to go do that ranger thing. You think I think that you did? There's yeah, no I was going to say I, there's, I have a great weight loss program. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm in shape, but I'm are scared you trying that, to kill us? <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it won't kill you. You just feel like or wish you were dead. I don't uh, want to. I don't want to <laughs> do Hell Week. Thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we uh the, something else that the barbecue team has done is uh we uh we started doing turducken. Uh, for some of the other events, and uh, but we'll do a turducken with kind of a twist because a turducken is a pretty, you know, substantial undertaking. It is, and uh, it's harder than you think. Oh, it it is, and and it takes a lot of knife work. But what we do is we just take the breast of each one of the animals, and you know, pound that out, make it flat, especially the the turkey <gasps> and the chicken, and roll it together. And then we we roll Ooh. that together with the duck breast, and we'll put in the, the middle. Where are you putting the duck at? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, the See, camera. We even got I, Bill I, with the cam. Not like, the cam. I was going to. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm very distracted by the deer right now. Yeah, but, sorry. Uh, what was the question? Uh, I don't the, remember. Where did, <laughs> the duck where, did, where did you? Where did you put the duck breast? Because that's got the duck fat in it, which is essential when it comes to the flavoring part. Well, of it. we you take the skin off of the duck. What? Because, are you crazy? You're crazy. No, no, because it won't cook. It won't crisp up and cook because duck is a red meat, and so you can cook duck. To medium rare or medium, you don't really want to have medium rare chicken or turkey. Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. you can. I mean, I am working on a uh, chicken tartare, but uh, no, after, no, I, I that's a joke. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I would hope so. I don't know who's going to eat that salmonella salad. But we do when we when we do take the skin off of the duck 
I still reduce that uh, f uh, down and make a uh, uh, reserve the fat for a comfy uh, so we can uh, use that later on. Jeez, you're sounding like my brother. Stop it. <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to do a turducken style, but with fish. What? I have heard Who of people media? doing that. Um, it's called a dragon roll at the sushi place. Well, there's also <laughs> there's also something that uh, was done out in California a few years ago, and it was a roast beast. And they took, I think it was a lamb, and put it inside of a pig, and then put that inside of a cow. And <laughs> wow. it was uh, humans. It, yeah, it, I swear. It, you know that. You, you give a you give a man an inch, he's going to take a foot, you know, on, on something like that. But like I, three on its own are just not good enough. We just need to combine them all together. They That's call called, them roast beast. Yeah, but you know what you call that? It's called sausage. You yeah. just grind no, it up and put it all in the same tube. Bacon burgers. Yeah. How, bacon, about, yeah. how about a big gag grouper with some American red and some lionfish? All, disgusting. All in a big... Go, uh, Goliath grouper fillet. I don't think it's going to stick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Put it open, make a roast out yeah, of it. I don't know how we would do it, but that that could work. You know that that could be a possibility if you got you know if you got a three hundred pound Goliath grouper, those fillets have got to be about a foot wide so on each side. Your, go pay your five hundred bucks. You look at the grouper. You cut it into a roast size fillet, and then you can yeah. just make a slit and stuff it full of all the other stuff with crab meat and everything else, and then cook Ooh, it. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. You'd want to stuff it. You wouldn't want to roll it. Like yeah. you do with the uh, with yeah. fowl because Stop it'll flake it. away. But yeah, I think that that would, I think that that would work. <laughs> that would I, I, I like that idea actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, now since we're all together and we're all speaking about food, of course, uh, Bill Burkett is here in the studio with us from uh, Pork Gannick Barbecue. Uh, just did his last little charity thing, hanging out with Doctor Barbecue last weekend <laughs> with uh, the boys out there raising uh, money for Christmas and charity and stuff. Uh, I know that uh, you guys probably had a lot to talk about when you guys got together, but you know my brother is—he uh, works at a little restaurant called the Little Lamb, which is a what do they call it? Gastro, gastro, gastro pub? Foo, foo foo place. Yeah, foo foo would be fine, but it's a gastro <laughs> pub. And um, every year, because uh, I always ask him what you're going to make for Christmas or whatever it is for his side dishes, and he usually comes up with some pretty. He uses words like comfy and all that stuff like Bill just threw out through the microphone. <laughs> so I said, why don't you give me some of the top side dishes that people could make that are not your traditional, you know, green bean, um, cream of mushroom and uh, onion French's. things. Yeah, French's uh, apple, uh, uh, onion things on top. So this was his top ones that he sent me. And it's one, two, three, four, five, six of them for side dishes. Only six? Yeah. And uh, I said, these and I said these sound really, really good. But he would not tell me how to prepare them. He says, as a chef, as a cook, as a person <laughs> who's going to do it, you need to figure out what you would like and what your family would like. Because if I give you my take on it, it may not be something that you like. Is that not right? That is true. I mean, no. seriously, that makes sense to me. I was like, okay. So his first one, pretty simple. This one is one of my favorites. Is grilled Brussels sprouts with pancetta and a touch of balsamic vinegar. Oh, I make that all the time. It's a delicious. It is, it is. Well, I use bacon, not pancetta, but yeah, yeah I use bacon. Bacon would be fine. Yeah. You, you have to be real careful with the balsamic, only because that could uh, burn at the end. So you you do use it sparingly uh, at the end. And uh, but we use like a red apple. 
infused balsamic vinegar or we'll use a dark chocolate balsamic. This is exactly why he said, you gotta, I'll give you the basics and you got to go from there. Because he's like, dude, if I tell you how I do it, everybody's going to go, no, no, no. What you need to do is add blankety blank blank blank. Put some cinnamon and some sage. And, yes. Uh, yeah. So the next one that you have is roasted broccolini and Brussels sprouts, mm. which are actually uh, mixed with uh, fresh herbs, garlic, and pine nuts. That sounds delicious as yeah. well. So I, All you right. know, I don't think I would add anything other than that to it. Maybe I'm a big walnut fan, so maybe I would put walnuts instead of their pan, pine nuts. If you eat too many of them, it tastes like you've eaten uh, a pine. <laughs> pine and, and pine nuts are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not cheap. And if you eat a lot of them, it, it's it's like chewing on the end of yeah. a pine needle. Yep. I mean, it's you get that piney taste. That's the power of pine salt. Number three, an easy one that we like: <clears throat> roasted cauliflower with red pepper flakes and garlic. Pretty simple one. Dude, I made cauliflower nachos. <clears throat> Californian what? Cauliflower nachos. Na- nachos? Yeah, man. You take the cauliflower, you put the olive oil on did it. Did you say cauliflower? Cauli. Okay. I did. <laughs> I like saying it that way. Cauliflower. Cauliflower. It's roasted cauliflower with turkey. I don't forget. I'm not even going to tell you. Okay. Gonna bust my chops about it. No, I wouldn't. I mean, uh, now this one here really did get my attention because I wouldn't have thought of this one. was spiced carrots, glazed carrots with brown sugar, cumin, and ginger, then roast them in an oven until tender. So, okay, no, I'll pass. But it's that wouldn't be that bad. They're already yeah, sweet. They, so if you they, they you met know. the caging requirements you have. <laughs> I guess. Uh the next one is stuffed acorn squash with rice, sausage, and peppers. Pass. No, I love those. I love any kind of roasted uh squash, especially if you just the put squash, bacon yes, and butter in the, the middle the of it. The peppers was gonna kill me. Oh, so that's because you get a little acidity, little reflux in there. You get a little. Uh, See, that's why he said you can take that as a foundation and make it your own. Exactly. Uh, and uh, this one here, another one I would have never thought of in a million years: sweet potatoes and shallots. You rough mm. cut sweet potatoes and parsnips together with olive oil and thyme and roast them in a hot oven. I could see that. I didn't think those two would go together. And last but not least. This one here, I think I am going to have to experiment and try because it includes everything that I really like when it comes to this world. Bacon and more bacon? You could, you know what? You could add bacon. Grease would be a good thing. Sweet potatoes, apples, and pecans. You layer oh, the yeah. sweet potatoes, yeah. and then you layer apples, and then you put cinnamon on, on them with candied pecans on top. That would not suck. Dude. Does that not sound good? It's like almost like a sweet potato apple pecan lasagna. You you layer it that way, and then you can put butter in there, and then you put the stuff on there, and then you roast it up, and it's all good. <laughs> we, we, have to, we have to get together more often. I'm telling you. We have to get together more often. Actually, what we yeah, need to do is really just good. assign everybody one of these uh, things, and then we all cook it and bring it in here, and then we get all crazy. Rass Monkey, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. The monkey hunt is on. We'll be right back. Here we go. 
Welcome back. Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Gunn, Vince Noble, Bill George, Slick, Alex, and Bill Burkett in the studio. I've actually uh, traded Alec. I got a better, smarter, cooler <laughs> intern. It's a little shorter, but he's easier to feed. And uh, Yeah, he works for Whoppers. Oh, he works for Whoppers? Yeah, and anything in, right. And in the, anything in the vending machine, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. It's on Bill George's dime. He's on that on that Bill George payroll. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from G3. That's all Bill George. You can't touch G3. It's all, it's all him. Uh, uh, anyway, we were talking a little bit of food and everything else before the break. Uh, Bill, of course, if you don't know who he is, Bill Burkett is uh, with Portganic Barbecue and does a lot of charity stuff out there. Of course, uh, I think we first met through Robert out at Smoking mm-hmm. Aces when you guys were out at Pig Jam the one year, and yeah. uh, we've been uh, kind of hanging out every once in a while ever since and uh, watching your boys grow into the fine young men and outdoorsmen that they've become, thanks to Dad uh, getting off his butt and getting out and playing in the woods with his boys. Yeah. and. Uh, uh, we commend you for that, raising you. three great guys who spend more time outside than inside, which we really like. And I will say that uh, uh, since my son has discovered the love of uh, spear fishing, that oh, yeah. uh, I am so sick and tired of eating sheep's head that I could. <laughs> oh, poor uh, baby. I told <laughs> I told I told B on Monday because you got to remember it was exam week at school, so they were out at noon. So every yeah. single day this past week, him and his buddies have been meeting down either Venetian Isles or Snell Isle or out in Isle down in uh, uh, Terra Verde or the Skyway, and they're out there, you know, just in the water every single day, uh, uh, getting fish. And right. I finally said, "Dude, can you not like shoot a cow under there every <laughs> once in a while or something?" Be- before we move on, though, I know we've talked on the air, and it's my first time actually meeting you in yeah. person. I gotta say, man, thank you for your service. Oh, thanks for yeah. your support. We, we appreciate, appreciate you, man. We thank really you so much, that. and thanks thank for you. the pork. That was amazing. Yeah, thank you for no your problem. service, also in the pork yeah. industry as well. <laughs> uh, that, yes, thank you. Yes. So, uh, uh, but uh, you know, your boys, I know they spend time underwater. I know you have one that's they a free uh, that's a free diver who likes to get out and do his thing out there. And yeah. uh, uh, I, as a dad who is now got a child involved in it quite heavily, which. I will say that one begets another, and it's amazing how many guys that he played fo- he plays football with or mm-hmm. hangs out in high school. They're like, "Dude, you spearfish?" And right. He's like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Can I go?" It's Florida. Can I, can I take yeah. it? Can you? Can I go with you, or can I go hang out with you guys and do all that kind of good stuff? And he's like, "Sure." So next thing you know, I was telling uh, Mike on the air last week. I was like, "I wasn't kidding when I said my kid is like literally starting his own like teenage underwater spearfish yeah. dive club." It's like. All of his it's buddies. Every day, though, it is every, every day. Every single day, every single day, they're out there uh, putting on their wet stuff from yesterday because it didn't even have time to dry. It's uh, and it's contagious because we have our boys are eleven, eight, and six, and they all love to go to the woods. They would rather be in the woods than be on technology. Uh, Trip, our oldest one, he makes flies for f- fly fishing, and he's selling them. Um, Good and for him. So, you know, he doesn't like to fish. But he likes to build flies. I think it's more of the engineer uh, portion uh, of his brain that he, he likes that to do. He gets that from mom. Yeah, exactly. He's not. He's not getting that from me. But uh, <laughs> no. It, but they have so many friends that they'll finally drag to the woods in the neighborhood. And those kids, they'll say, "Man, I didn't know that we could do this. I didn't know that being in the woods was this fun. I just thought that people went out in the woods because." They were lost, and uh, so our Take boys, your compass. Our, our boys are. Uh, uh, I'm very blessed to have the boys that we do because you know I was telling Bill George off the air that you know our middle one is the the fisherman 
our oldest one is the hunter and then the the one that's uh there with slick right now he uh he just likes to party eat candy and and you know have a good time <laughs> sounds but, like but, my kind of man but, yeah. one, but once he gets involved with whatever his brothers are doing oh, you yeah. know he's going to be the tag along and do along with it he's I already just, doing that yeah yeah and i just I, I have found through my children that uh you know, once you get the ball rolling, it's amazing how many more kids. I was telling B the other day, I was like, dude, just look how much of an influence you've already become yeah. on other people's lives that have, would have never done this without meeting you. And to get them and to see that he's introducing his love of out in the water and underwater and out in the woods. Because now, of course, when you're out on the boat hanging with your friends, what are you talking about? You're like, oh, I went out, you know, a couple of years ago. I went out with a friend of my dad's, Bill yep. George, that killed a hog. Dude, you shot a pig? Yep. Yeah, man. And and all, shot. all his other friends. Oh, dude, right. you got to get me out there. I want to go shoot a pig. So Bill George is going to have himself a brood here <laughs> pretty soon. Every time he's, every time I see him, he's busting my chops. When are we going on the boat? Yeah. When are you going to show me how to drive the boat? Yeah. When are we going to get the boat in the water? I'm like, relax, little man. We get, we go, we'll get there. Just and, slow down. And, and now he doesn't see Bill as often as he sees me. Yeah. So guess who gets the. So what's the deal with Bill George? Is he going to take me out and let me shoot a pig or not? What's, what's the deal? What's the, and then, of course, my daughter's going, well, I want to go, too. And he goes, yeah, but you don't want to shoot. Now it turns into an argument. You want to shoot a deer. You don't want to shoot a pig. I want to shoot a pig. Well, I want to go in the woods. No, okay. I'm like, dude, they're arguing on who gets to go in the woods. I'm a happy guy. We have to yeah. use that as punishment when they ground when we ground our kids. <laughs> it's not sending them to the woods. It's sending them to the room. Yes, sending them to the room and <laughs> saying you're not woods. you're not allowed to go to the woods for one week. That's awesome. Well, so. Alan's on the phone. He's yeah. uh, a guy who also likes to spend time out in the woods as well. But are you going to be? Are you going out in the woods, or are you going to call about pork? What do you? What's on your <laughs> mind, Alan? Uh, I'm all about the pork. Oh, are you? Killing <laughs> us this morning. We're doing I'm good. Fin- how are you? Merry me Christmas. And, uh, me and me and your uh, and our mutual friend Bill were uh, sitting here listening to the menu for Christmas <laughs> yep. and drooling all over ourselves. Oh, really? <laughs> That's nice. Well, what? now wait a minute. Got to swing some of that pork belly this way. Too late. All gone. Uh, is that? Do you don't have any more? You? Brought, I, I, I don't. Uh, but uh, that's because uh, Bill George way. was the one first way. one to uh, to to get finished. So I blame him. <laughs> but uh, Alan, I'll uh, I'll see you out there a little bit later today because we're uh, going to be out there for Reese across America. It's kicking. It's kicked off already. There's a few people here already. Okay. Uh, well, wait a minute. Where's this happening? Come, when, Where, where's this happening? Let me know. Uh, um, Bill, I got. If you were if you were interested in some uh, some sour oranges, I have a told you right now. Told you, John, right here. It's <laughs> I, it's all about the network and it's I all told, about people you know. I told him earlier <laughs> yeah, that Alan had the hookup. And yep. he, said, he called the yeah, show and got, said, and, and, "I got a tree right now that's uh, loaded down out here, so I know okay. right where it is." See, uh, that's what I'm saying. Now, where where are you guys going? Where are you headed after here? When you're talking about this the event today, every every year we go out to Reese across America at uh, Bay Pines. National Cemetery. That's where both of my grandparents are buried. And then I have a couple of friends who are buried out there as well. And what we try to do is, you know, teach the boys about, you know, continuing to be good to others, continuing to not forget, you know, and getting them out, letting them see what, you know, service and sacrifice look like. And they have a great time. They, they enjoy seeing the old uh, grave markers from, you know, the 1800s and, and guys that were killed during, you know, battles that happened 100 years ago yeah, there are guys exactly. that are buried out there i mean it's a cool thing to to go out there and do but it's also um it, it's you know for for us it's uh, very ceremonious to be able to go out there and um 
honor you know the sacrifice of so many others can and, the public right. come to this yeah I mean? it's, a, it's a public event it's a yeah wreaths across america takes place all across america today and it's uh the the one that gets the most the event that gets the most notoriety is up at arlington national cemetery where every grave marker gets a wreath uh unfortunately places like bay pines and, and uh bush bushnell and, and other places don't always have uh enough wreaths because you know those things cost money and you just don't have enough donations but we try to uh get you know either half a dozen to a dozen wreaths and uh That's you know awesome. dotate those and and you know rex and i are going to go out there and he's going to put a uh, wreath on his great great grandma or his great grandmother and great grandfather's uh grave who was a world war ii and korea vet you know it's wow. amazing that uh, i know alan uh you know of course he's out there all the time he works there and uh, law enforcement and all that stuff but uh, I made sure that my my son was the one who did it. We were coming back from Lake Panasofsky out there mm -hmm. at the uh, Panfish Challenge, passing by the Bushnell, and it says the National Cemetery. And one year he asked me if we could pull in there, and we had already passed the sign. I said, next year we'll go. And we literally went out there that year and and sat out there and spent about three hours out there walking around. And then last year I went out with Black Dagger to clean uh, – Yeah. Uh, monuments out there, not far from G5, out in Plant City. Pressure washing, right? Yeah, yeah. and scrubbing. And, that, and that's a cool event, too. And uh, I brought my kids along for that very same reason, so that you can see. I mean, there were guys that were buried there from the Seminole Indian Wars, and uh, uh, kids who never even got to see one year of life. We, we've of, said this time and time before. You know, without the sacrifice of them, we can't be here right now yeah. doing what we're doing on the show. Alan, hang on. We got to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. It's hour number three. We'll start off with you, so don't go anywhere. And we'll uh, brought to you by uh, Brandon Ford. We'll be right back.